Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 660, recorded live on Saturday, November 21st, 2020. And here are your hosts, the man who's got a beard, Dave Pillay. Hey! And the man who tried and couldn't do it, Andy Lowe. Hi. So, so let's be clear, this... I still hesitate to call what I have a beard. It is by far and away the most facial hair I've ever had at one time. Yes, I, that is what I also had. Um, but but it's yesterday. still kind of like scruffy and scraggly. Yeah, no, I, uh, I I I shaved everything. I shaved all my hair like all the way down on November first, and I shaved all my facial hair on November first. Yeah. I was like, we'll just let it, we'll just let it go for the whole month. Let's see what happens. And yeah. what happens is 20 days into it. Couldn't I couldn't handle it. I, cu- I couldn't handle it. And Kate, Kate couldn't handle it either. So, yep. Is it, is it like how it pokes you in the upper lip when you it, do anything? Yes. Yeah. No, I'm right there with you on that. Like <laughs> that is by far and away the most annoying part of all of this. So it's like, okay, do I, you know, would I to like keep this the chin part of it and like shave the mustache off? No, just just don't. I had soup the other night, <laughs> which was an experience. I've never had soup be an experience like this before. But like, it, and when I get out of the shower, it takes time to dry my face. Yeah, that sounds about right. But at this point, it's just easier to not do anything and just let it grow yeah i just i couldn't do it and you know a couple of everybody at work you know saw my posts and you know all the guys at work either have mustaches or beards because i guess that's a thing for you know the previous generation to to have mustaches or beards i guess so oh okay so everybody was talking about what they do and all this stuff there and i'm just sitting there going like Okay, I'm, you know, they're like, oh, you just got to wait. You got to let it to like grow all the way in and then it'll be fine. And I'm just like, this has been I'm, 20 days. Yeah, like I, I am waiting and it's still not, mm, I may take it off at the end of the month and be like, well, that was, it was an adventure. <laughs> that was an experience. Yep. I had a friend that I, I video chatted and she was like, we were doing the, the Marco Polo thing that I reviewed a couple of weeks ago. Yes. Where it's asynchronous. And so mm-hmm. one of her responses was like, I'm sorry, I was just so taken aback because like this gesturing to her face and like what happened to my friend and who is this 40 year old man? <laughs> <laughs> like, ah, uh, what? I always tell people at work that like when I shave, it, it takes like five years off. Evidently, when I let it grow in, it adds five more. I just, nope. <sighs> Excuse me. I mean, you looked good. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, you looked good, man. You look good without it, too. It's not that you only looked good with it. No, yeah, it was, uh, it, it was, it was an experience, and I'm, I'm fine, fine spending a couple of was, minutes in the shower. Yep. Was that the most you've let it grow out in uh-huh. a long time ever? The- I think ever. Man, I think I've COVID done weird. I've done two weeks a couple of times, especially when I was uh in 
working at the summer camp. I I let it go for two weeks, but you know, you know, twenty days I think has been the longest I've let it go. You know, my hair yeah. actually feels my hair feels nice, and like this was this was shaved, this was buzzed all the way down. Mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't you know take a razor to my head because last time I did that that did not end well. <laughs> but you buzzed it like lowest setting. Yeah, no, just you know, no guard. Yeah, buzzed it all the way down. And that actually, it feels nice now. So yes, my my hair length is good. Beard, no. Mm-mm. So all right. Well, I can't wait. I can, and I I'm still waiting because like I want to see if this will fill in. But like I have a friend who has this much facial hair after three days. <laughs> I just I like I can't compare to that. Anyway, other than facial hair related news, Andy, how are you? Um, Happy Thanksgiving week. It will be Thanksgiving before we record next. Yes, yes, it will. It uh, it's an interesting holiday. The uh, the CDC and the um, WHO, WHO, and the state government are all just like, nope, don't do it. Yep. But like, I got. I don't I've got a friend that like what if it's just two households? Is that is that a no-no? Like I was literally at her house today doing yoga. I don't know. That that that's up to you, Dave. Yep. What's yes, really funny is. though is Kate was in there and like, okay, so what do, you know, what sides do you want and you know what you know what what Thanksgiving items do you want? And I'm just like it, it's the four of you. <laughs> How much food are you planning on having? That's that was the thing there. It's like part of me was just going like, you know, we we don't really need to actually do any actual like Thanksgiving food. Right. I still might make a turkey. Kate Kate said that she wants to do mashed potatoes, but beyond that, she doesn't care. Yeah. Your mashed potatoes are pretty damn good. Mhm. What do you use for the mashing aspect of your mashed potatoes? A ricer. Food food Okay. Milk. I was going to ask because I, I was thinking of like whether it's worth getting one. Like it takes up space. It's used for like one thing. Yes, we, we have it. We have it downstairs in the basement on the the, the, the pantry shelves. Yeah, because so, you use it for mashed potatoes. We use it for mashed potatoes. Do you use a particular type of potato? Oh, you got to use russets. You have to use russet potatoes for mashed potatoes. Interesting. Okay. I've I've tried other potatoes because that's what was on sale at t- certain times. Yeah. And you don't think the the russet is just like too bland? It, it the consistency of the, you know, using like red potatoes or you know, the Oh yeah. no, I I think using like the super waxy red potatoes is is garbage and those are not good mashed potatoes. But like Yukon Gold Okay, so russet potatoes, boiled. Mm, oh, ooh, Bon Appetit says Yukon Gold. Yep. Mm. Andy's like, maybe I'll try Yukon. You know what you need to do, Andy, is make two batches. <laughs> one with Yukon Gold, one with russets, and then taste test the difference. Well, both Kate and I have Thursday and Friday off. Nice. So, yeah, this was the year... Um, because they're they're not doing any holiday parties for work. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. 
Um, they're not doing any holiday parties for work, so they send out an email going, okay, just so you guys know, you guys are getting extra, you know, vacation days. Because there's no holiday party? Because there's no holiday party. That sounds like the best of both worlds. <laughs> I know. Well, granted, you know, like, when I first started with the company, the holiday party was one party for the whole state. That'd be a hell of a party. Well, it it was. We took over a whole banquet, you know, conference room at the firekeepers and there was you know everybody and their spouses all it was it took us like 30 minutes to go around the room and have everybody introduce themselves and their spouse and then you know things started to break apart and you know the market started to silo themselves and i think a couple years ago there was one where it was kalamazoo battle creek and cold water all got together at uh western that was that was an okay one you know, it wasn't massive like the old, you know, the one a few years ago, but that was the last like big holiday party. And then everybody else started doing lunches <laughs> inside their building, which for me was fine. For me, it would be like, oh, you know, because I'm, I'm their IT guy. I get invited to these things. Right. So <laughs> rather than so having you get to you know, go to all the different ones. Yeah, I got to go to all the different, you know, parties, get a free, you know, free lunch, get to hang out with people, yep. get paid for it. I never have worked at a place that had a holiday party. Like we have our own little team celebration um, where I'm working now. We do that every year, but like no official coordinated, like this is a holiday event. But then again, you have to remember the, the company I worked for was founded by programmers. Yeah, no, the, uh, <laughs> the company that I worked for was founded by basically a salesman. Right. Yeah. Marketing executives. Yep. Granted, he, he actually, he was and still kind of is a bit of an engineer at heart, though. Like, like him and our chief engineer for the company, I guess, can still, you know, just sit down and just, you know, discuss, you know, frenzel zones and the whole nine yards. So he's got, he's got a technical side to him. So he's not, you know, 100% sales, but he's still, he's, you know. He's primarily focused on sales. Yeah. We yeah, got no holiday party this year, so we'll get extra days off. So I get Thursday and Friday off, which part of me was, you know, part of me was like, yeah, I get Friday off. And part of me was like, Friday was like that one day I got to go into the office. I got to actually run updates on the servers. Get things done because no one else was there. Yeah. It's like, like I can be in the market. I can actually run, you know, like the, the, the things that actually have to require, a, you know, a server reboot. I can get those done because it's normally just like one or two people in the building and I go, hey, I got to reboot this. Yeah. Okay. And you don't get to do that this year for like day after Christmas because Christmas is a Friday. Yes. And now we get all of Christmas Eve off now, too. Oh, wow. That, that was the other part of it. Yeah. Because Christmas Eve was supposed to be a half day, so we get it off at noon. Mm -hmm. But no, now we're getting all of Christmas Eve off as well. So, yeah. Two four day check weekends. Check on my now. vacation balance. <laughs> I might need to take a couple extra days off. Oh, I've been taking off every other Wednesday. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I I needed to do that. Uh, where do I find that stuff now? Vacation balance. Yep, I need to take off one more day. I have nine days left at the end of the year, and I'm only allowed to roll over eight. Somewhere in here I need another vacation day. Oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. Probably Christmas week. 
who knows, maybe I could get a hold of a PS5 by then <laughs> and be able to like just sit and play video games for four uh, days. Most people are saying the Xbox and PlayStation shortages are going to go to Q2 of 2021. Whoa! I think that's what they said. Holy shit! Like, even if you find one online now and you can order it from, like, Walmart, they won't be delivering it until that late? Uh, Microsoft expects Xbox Series X slash S shortages until Q2 2021. Okay, but but that's different than, like, you won't get it fulfilled till then. It's just there's going to be a lot of people clamoring for one. Yes. Yeah, Microsoft CFO expects second calendar quarter of next year is where Microsoft expects to see the supply profile meeting the demand profile. Yeah. So you got to find it first. Yeah, you got you to gotta find it first. You got to know a guy. Or, like, Target. <laughs> find a guy in the electronics department and be like, dude, I will pay you 20 bucks a month. <laughs> Just tell me as soon as they, as soon as you get one dropped in, tell me. Uh, I don't think they would. I don't think they'd take it. Because they could probably get fired if they do. Mm, probably. Is 20 bucks a month worth your job? No. It's a joke I used to tell my students in, um, when I was teaching statistics at the community college. I said, I'm not above bribery, but you have to pay me enough that if I lose my job, it's worth it. Mm-hmm. No one took me up on that. Excuse me. Wow. Damn. I don't know why I'm so tired today. Possibly from the yoga I did this morning. You sound like you're kind of tired yourself there, Andy. Yeah, no, it, um, it was, it was not a, uh. You still with me there, bud? Yeah, no, sorry. <laughs> Maybe I should have gotten a Mountain Dew. <laughs> Maybe, do we, do we need to push this off? We can push this off. No, I'm good. Are you sure? Yes. Okay, because we both know I can't carry this thing. (laughs) We've tried, and it doesn't work. Well, should we get into topics then? Uh, Sure, let's. What is this map at the very bottom? This map is an award-winning map. The most accurate world map. Yes. The orthograph map. Yes, so we have, we have not yet run out of ways to build maps. So this okay. was created by a Japanese architect and artist. Yeah. Uh, there was a... T- okay, so he takes a spherical surface divided into 96 regions. The divided regions are mapped on 96... The divided regions are mapped on 96 regions on an inflated tetrahedron while it maintains their area ratios. Divided regions on an inflated tetrahedron are flattened to be a tetrahedron while it maintains their area ratios. What? What? I feel like this is somehow lost in the translation from Japanese to English. So you you he's got these these you've got the globe right? Yes. And it looks like it is just uh, no, that's a weird cut. That is not a simple slice it like an orange. What the hell did he do there? Yeah, okay, but what are those lines? Why are those lines there? (laughs) Those lines don't keep going. They break apart. He does some weird stuff. Okay. One, two, three. I bet you there's a fourth one. Okay. So you slice up the world. Not not a simple slice. It's not like you would cut up an orange. No. 
Um, it's it's a little more complicated than that. And you can then use those slices and, and kind of morph them, uh, and they will form, if you sliced it correctly, instead of forming a sphere, you can arrange them, uh, I guess arrange them to form a... Okay, I see, yeah, if you, if you kind of unpeel them and stick them back together, uh, you get a, a inflated tetrahedron. And if you have an inflated tetrahedron, you can then deflate it into a tetrahedron, which you can then cut apart at the seams and unfold, and you get a rectangular map. Now, I don't... How do you make a rectangular map out of a tetrahedron, right? I can't fold this piece of paper into a pyramid. Uh, they're doing some really messed up geometry with this. <laughs> but it looks like it works. It uh, it won this year's Grand Award from Japan's Good Design Awards, and his map is going to be featured in textbooks for Japanese school children. Cool. I'll point out it does put Japan, like, center left of the page. <laughs> well, that's just because the the Pacific Ocean, you don't... Sphere to inflated tetrahedron. Rolio tetrahedron. At least he put the upper peninsula to uh, inside the United States, because I guess people in America can't even do that sometimes. So what else we... Uh, so yes, that's a, that's a great map. What else do you want to talk about, Dave? Well, I'm, I'm looking at the map still, and I'm looking at, like, Brazil, and I'm looking at the, the like, equator is doing some weird shit on this map. Like... Okay, so this is the most accurate map they have. But, like, I wouldn't want to run a war from this map or plot out shipping lanes. No, that's that's why the Mercator map was so good, because it kept longitudes consistent. Yeah, just get a globe. Like, seriously, just get a globe. But we can't put a globe in a book. I can put a globe on a screen. Well, yes, but you can't put a globe in a book. Correct. But if I go to, like, maps.google.com... And zoom out, yes, little, you will get a globe. Well, you, you have to click the globe icon first. Oh. Yeah, I don't, I don't like how that map has Brazil. It's making me weird out. Brazil looks squished. Okay. Um, yeah, no, I, I don't know. Uh, what else do we want to talk about? There's so many things to... There's a lot of numbers this week, Andy. What is, why do we have, oh, that's right. There's a new thing. It's not 911. It's 988. Yes. 988. Um, the FCC last year released a report suggesting that uh, there needed to be a three-digit hotline number um, connected to the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. So uh, they voted in July to make 988 the number to connect to the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. And it gave carriers until July 2022 to put it into effect. Now, this will only work for T-Mobile customers? Yes, T-Mobile has has gotten it done a year and a half ahead of the deadline. Okay, which I suppose is me too now. Yes. Since I'm I'm now part of the T-Mobile family again. Welcome home? I... Yeah, we didn't talk last week about the topic where um, T-Mobile had to pay a fine due to Sprint. So that's that's fun. Was that last week or was that two weeks ago? 
Might have actually been two weeks ago. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, T-Mobile so had nine... to, T-Mobile had to pay a fine due to something that um, Sprint oh, did. Right. Yeah, we talked about that. That's oh, we right. did. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> so you can you can T-Mobile customers can dial nine eight eight, and that will put them into uh, basically automatically connect them to the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Um, that's that's pretty good. That sounds the, like a a net positive thing. Yes. The uh, the one downside is that it, it can't accept text messages. So you can't you can't text nine eight eight. But that's that's right. the same thing with nine one one. It t- it took a lot of effort to get text messages to work, and still doesn't work for most areas. For nine one one, I was about to ask, like, wait a minute, can I text nine one one? Some places, yes. Some places, no. Okay, seems like it's it's really like a a number you want to call in most cases. There, I suppose there are cases where calling nine one one is a uh, a danger in and of itself. The um, the last time there were school shootings, there was a uh, a large number of kids tried to text nine one one about the shooter rather than call. Yeah. So kids these days and they're texting, I guess. I mean, you and I are part of that group, Andy. <laughs> I know. In theory, we well, are we really now? I think that's what more. Oh of like no, a, we're like when when you talk about kids these days. So the thing is, when you talk about kids these days, you have to understand who you're really talking about, right? Because the people who are saying kids these days are usually boomers, who are now in their seventies. Yeah. So kids to a boomer is like us, because we were their kids, and. We're now in our 30s. The youngest millennial is in their, like, depending on where you put it, is like 19 years old now. Like, all the millennials are out of high school. Oh, we're getting old, aren't we? Uh, yeah, I suppose. Define getting old. I was into the cool stuff, and then they changed what cool is. (laughs) Yep, I still am not getting TikTok. I just, I don't get it. Nope. But my sister-in-law does, and she's a year older than I am. Two years older than I am. She's your age. I don't know, man. I don't know. I did watch, speaking of generations, and also speaking of things that are not on our topic list, I watched, did you ever watch Rugrats growing up? Um, Probably not. You didn't have cable, did you? No, I, we had, I had some Nickelodeon for a short period of time. Okay. So I, I, you know, I watched a bit, but, you know, I could, I could point out, you know, which one Stewie is, but that's pretty much Stewie and Grandpa and Tommy. Stewie is from Family Guy. (laughs) Is it really? Yeah. All right, hold on. Let me look at the Rugrats. There was Stu, the dad. List of Rugrats. Oh, it's Tommy, Chucky, Phil and Lil. Okay. Yeah. Spike. And Angelica. And Angelica. Oh, Angelica. <sighs> so here's the thing. And here's here's the video that I watched was a, a, like a meta analysis of Rugrats pointing out that it was as if, if you take the show not as about the kids and these like imaginary adventures that the kids are having. But you look at the backdrop of that, which is the parents and all the shit that the parents are going through. They are boomer parents 
with millennial children. A hundred percent. They like the parents are our parents' generation. And and watching what they have to go through is a really interesting like social commentary. Okay, Stuart is Pickles. No, Stuart Pickles is Tommy's dad. That's where the Stuart yes. came in. Stu, That's- except he's never called Stuart. He is called Stewie in one episode when he like hits his head and becomes a baby. <laughs> what? But the likelihood that you saw that one episode is pretty small. He goes by Stu, Stu Pickles. However, there is a baby named Stewie. Yes, in that's Family, family guy. guy. Yeah. Which is where your brain was. Don't try to rationalize that. Hey, you know what, Dave? Eat my shorts. No, salute my shorts. <laughs> was a television show. Yes. Eat my shorts is from The Simpsons. Um, actually, I believe it, the show was called Salute Your Shorts. Oh, it was Salute Your Shorts, then. Which took place at Camp Anawana. We hold you in our hearts, and when we think about you, makes me want to fart. Yeah, but the lyrics are supposed to be something else. Yeah. It means we'll never part. Now get it right or pay the price. Yeah. I mean, if we're going to go down like old Nickelodeon shows, <laughs> there's also Hey Dude. Oh, yep. I remember that one. Pete and Pete. Which I heard they're trying to reboot. Why would you try and reboot Pete and Pete? I don't know. The Adventures of Pete and Pete. Who the hell would name both of their kids the same thing? Like, I can understand if, if like, it was two kids from different marriages that came together. But, like, they weren't. Now I'm just going through all the list of... uh original programming on um nickelodeon nickelodeon god all that is still going on hey i mean yes but no but yes (laughs) but also go look at who was on the original cast of all that oh i know like you just you just go down the list of people there and you look at all the people on wikipedia who have you know their own wikipedia page and you're like oh my goodness yep Yep, yep, yep. Keenan Thompson, man. Keenan Thompson, Amanda Bynes. Yep. What's Nick Cannon, Gabriel Iglesias. Was he on all that, or was he like a writer for it? Or uh, looks like he was main character in season six. Jeez! Wow. All right. Season six was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Jamie Lynn Spears used to be on this. Really? I guess. Hmm. Uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark was another good one. Ooh, Roundhouse. And can we also not forget Legends of the Hidden Temple? Uh, We cannot forget it. They rebooted it-ish. I know. (laughs) There's, uh, that's actually another one where there's like a really good, believe it or not, YouTube video that explains and talks about and deconstructs and goes into like, here's what they did. Here's how they did it. Here's where the things were. 
Like, here's why they made this choice versus that choice. I remember hearing something where the fact that they didn't have enough money for prizes, which is why the last Temple Challenge was such a hard one to do. Because they wanted to reduce the number of payouts. Yeah. And believe it, we should probably talk about something else. Sure. What else we got? Um, oh, uh, shoot. Did I... I saw one of your topics, and it's making me remember another one. Um, hang on. Uh, Black Widow delayed to 2021. I thought I saw that Black Widow was going to be released to Disney+. Plus. Uh, Maybe one. I got them confused with Wonder Woman. Uh, yeah, I did. All right, never mind. It's exactly the topic you've posted. Wonder Woman is coming to theaters in December, but, like... Theaters are a bad choice right now, and so it will also be released on HBO Max. Yep. If I have HBO, do I have HBO Max? Uh, no, because I think that's an extra fee. I don't know. That's why I'm asking you, Andy. I don't know. I don't have HBO, so... So why would you know about HBO Max? Okay. Well, Wonder Woman is coming out on... Both in theaters and HBO Max. Hey, look at that and HBO Max. If you let's, have, let's, if you already have HBO, if you subscribe to HBO through one of the providers below, you will you get access to HBO Max at no extra cost. Okay. Can we can we get like a hammering sound as we put more nails in the coffin of movie theaters? <laughs> there are two. Big times for movie theaters, summer and Christmas. And if these are like, if these movies, which are generally summer blockbusters, are going to be moved into Christmas and are going to be released like simultaneously at home, that's not going to last long. Like they are in deep shit, are they not? Really? Did you go see Endgame in theater? I did. Would you have watched it at home? If you had the option, is there a global pandemic? Okay, I'm. When I saying, went to see Endgame, there wasn't a global pandemic. But do you do you think this is going to stick? Man, I don't know. Like, I don't know. There are advantages to seeing it at home, and when it's like twenty bucks a ticket to see it in the theater, or I can watch it from the comfort of my own home with my own couch. I can pause it. I can go to the bathroom and not miss part of the movie. Like, mm, how about the fact that, like, you have two kids? When's the next time you're going to get to go to the movie theater, Andy? Well, when are are they open again? (laughs) Right. How's your apple juice? It is tasty. It is apple-y. Good. Apple juice, like, tears up my stomach. It really sucks because it's really delicious. But it just tears up my stomach. Why? I do. Andy, if I knew, <laughs> I probably wouldn't be doing what I do now. <laughs> All I know is that when I drink pure apple juice or apple, like sparkling apple juice also, which is a shame because I love Martinelli sparkling apple juice, like half an hour later, my stomach just curls in on itself. Hmm. And I'm like, ow. Wow. Ow. So, um, yeah, no. So the same day that Wonder Woman comes out on HBO Max, 
Soul is coming out on Disney+. Plus. What is Soul? Soul is uh, Pixar's latest film. Oh, just straight to Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. Are they doing the thing they did with Mulan where they, no. like, charged extra? No, no, they're not doing it. <laughs> they, tried that with, doing like- they tried that with Mulan, and um, as you can see... I mean, I can't. I don't have their numbers. But the fact that they're not doing it with Soul implies really heavily they did not like that reception. Yeah. Well, that's... So, as I said, like, nails in the coffin, Andy. Do you think that movie theaters are coming back after this? I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to say yes. You think movie theaters are coming back? Mm-hmm. Do you think the industry will shift at all, or will things go back exactly as they were pre-pandemic? No, no, they're already shifting. I mean, Disney already has said that they're adjusting. Uh. What did they say? I'm trying to find the article. Disney's major reorganization. Here we go. Let me try and find it. Disney announced a strategic restructuring of its media and entertainment divisions back in October. Okay, new but structure what does that mean? Is the new structure designed to further accelerate the company's direct-to-consumer strategy in light of the rapid success of Disney+. Plus. So company? Disney sounds like they aren't going to bother with movie theaters. I mean, they were already killing the movie theater industry indirectly, right? They were choking it. Wasn't that a whole big deal just before Endgame came out? It was like Disney was renegotiating the contracts with all the movie theaters? Ooh, maybe. Or maybe it was with Star Wars, but it was like, if if you run this, then you have to run it on your biggest screen for like X amount of time. Yeah, that sounds like something that Disney would do. So, like, Disney's already trying to strangle the industry, and at this point, now that Disney Plus is out, and it is what it is, like, why would they go back? Why would they bother? Okay, under the new structure, Disney's world-class creative engines will focus on developing and producing original content for the company's streaming services, as well as for legacy platforms. All distribution and commercialization activities will be centralized into a single global media and entertainment distribution organization. be three content groups, studios, general entertainment, and sports. So there will be two, two content groups. It looks like the company will hold a virtual investor day on December 10th where they will present further details of this direct-to-consumer strategy. So yeah, so Disney is... They're, they're, you, it's hard to give up making how many hundred million dollars off of, you know, the next Avengers movie whenever that shows up. But will they? Like, will they give that up? Will they lose that? Or are they just... Is that what they're getting out of Disney Plus? Well, let's see. $70 a year per person. Uh, uh, let's see. May, August. Uh, let's see. April had 50 million people. I think that's the last number you get. So, yeah, April of this year, there were 50 million people on Disney Plus. Each one, $70. Wow. That's $3.5 billion. Yeah. Now, that's if all of those 50 million people subscribe throughout the entire year. True. But still, like, that's 
That's a lot. Three point five billion. Hold on. I was going to say, what did Disney make in 2019 for the movies? But then you've got, you know, you've got Endgame kind of skewing that number. And uh, Rise of Skywalker, right? Oh, yes. Okay. That so was in see. 2019. Disney 2018. Disney movies 2018 box office. Let's see. Disney's uh, $3 billion. Yep. Oh, granted, 2018 was Black Panther, Infinity War, and Incredibles 2. Right, but like they're going to keep putting out content, Andy. Yes, that's if the true. last two years are exceptional years, is that really exceptional anymore, or is that just the new norm? <laughs> that might just be the new norm. Because, like, what was supposed to come out this year? Oh, um... Black Widow. Black Widow was supposed to come out this year. Anything else? Uh, let's see. Mulan was supposed to come out. That was supposed to be a big one. Onward was supposed to be, you know, Onward was supposed to be big, but that never really went anywhere. Yeah. Um, Soul was supposed to be coming out this year. Really? That many Avatar films are supposed to be coming out? Really? Really? Oh, that yeah. James Cameron? Yeah. It's like two through five. Really? Do, right? we need, do we need that many Avatar films? I mean, he he wants to tell a story. Are you going to tell him he can't? No. But, you know, George Lucas wanted to continue telling his story. And he did. There are nine plus two movies. Granted, Lucas wasn't there for three of them. Mm-hmm. Or are you insinuating that, like, Avatar 2 will suck? In the same way that the prequels sucked. That's where I was going with that one. Okay. I mean, but what if Avatar 2 is the Empire of of the movies? What if Avatar 2 is actually Empire Strikes Back? Hmm. What if Avatar is just a new hope and not the original trilogy? Now, like, that would mean that 4 and 5 are going to be garbage, but <laughs> look... James Cameron is not a young guy. <laughs> Each of these movies takes time. Yep. I did see some of the, the like production shots from Avatar 2, and evidently there's a whole like underwater sequence. Okay. Or I'm making it up, or I'm not remembering it. One of I, these things. <laughs> could be true. It could be false. Who knows? Not me. Not at 11.20 at night. Nope. Um, what else we got? Uh, well, should we hit some of the, the shorter topics? Yeah, probably. Okay, uh, Windows is now 35. Oh my god, Windows is the same age as I am. I know, that took me by surprise. Um, YouTube DL is back. That's the, the GitHub distributed YouTube downloader library? Yes, citing a letter from the EFF, GitHub says it ultimately found that the RIAA's complaint did not have any merit. Well, no fuck. <laughs> we think this code should be illegal. What? Goddamn RIAA. Yep. And the company Didn't we is... just talked last week that, like, Napster has been around for 20 years. Yeah. Right? Like, stop living in the past. Figure something else out. So, uh, GitHub is implementing new policies to avoid a repeat. Moving forward, it's also setting up a legal fund to provide legal aid to developers against suspected 
section nice. 1201 claims. So Hopefully it's back. when you're backed by Microsoft. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Dish got in trouble with the FCC because during one of the Spectrum auctions back in 2014. Which we probably reported on. Um, Dish um, basically tried to have two entities that were not actually Dish, but um, were majority owned by Dish. Well, not owned by Dish, oh, but owned by the Dish. Were they fake C- bidding? Yeah. Um, uh, it's it emerged that the Dish's CEO used two designated entities to bid on $13.3 billion worth of Spectrum and qualified for $3.3 billion in auction discounts because they were supposedly small businesses. God damn it, Dish. At least they got caught four years later. <laughs> well, now, though... Um, How's that for an audit? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> hey, we, we were looking at these records from six years ago, well, and we was, noticed a thing. Um, well, Tom Wheeler actually ordered a review of the process back in 2015 because... This kind of popped up. It just took a long time to work its way through all the court system. Five years. Mm-hmm. He ordered it in 2015, and it took them five between completing the review and filing suit. It took five years. So what's most likely um, going to happen is that the FCC is going to pull the licenses from DISH, uh, re-auction the licenses, and if they don't make enough money um basically tap dish to pay back up to 3.3 billion dollars i feel like 3.3 billion dollars is not very much for dish really what's what's dish sounds like a lot but i mean we just talked about how disney is making that much money off of disney plus dish network revenue (laughs) what's dishes revenue uh, for 2019, $12.81 billion. Yeah. I mean, it's a quarter of a year. That is a lot. Yeah. But also, that's not a lot. Okay, so total revenue, $3.19 billion for the quarter. Net income off of that, $452 million. So they're they're getting so they're, a whole they're getting a lot of revenue. They're you know, they're but they're making they're they have a lot of expenses as well. Yes. So yeah, so if they have to if they have to drop three billion, well, we don't know what they have in cash on hand. We don't know what they have in various accounts and investments. Dish it didn't no going way back. T-Mobile had to spin yeah. off one of the um they had to spin off something, and I think Dish was the one who actually picked it up, right? What did they have to spin off? They had to spin off something. I, what did they spin? They spun off something. T-Mobile? Yeah, that was part of the agreement. Uh, T-Mobile closes deal with Dish to divest Sprint prepaid business. Oh, that's right. I vaguely remember that. Okay, so yes, the divested prepaid customers and new Dish wireless customers will have full access to the new T-Mobile network in a phased approach through a mobile virtual network operator arrangement uh, until Dish's 5G network is built out. So Dish, according to the courts, has to start building out a 5G network on top of possibly having to pay back $3.3 billion at the same time. This this might hurt them a little bit. Just a wee, wee bit. Oh, 
Uh, Tesla got included in the S&P, or is going to be included in the S&P. Oh, for the uh, broadband spectrum auction that's coming up? No. Did you... What? Oh, was I thinking of something else? Yeah. I was. Th- I said S&P, not FCC. Oh, okay. I was switching topics and pointing out that Tesla is now in the s Well, will be in December in the S&P 500. So does that mean my uh, index fund is now going to have a piece of Tesla in it? Yeah, it means your index fund is going to go and buy some Tesla stock, which would explain why Tesla's stock this week when they announced this jumped from like 415 to $500 a share. Do you it realize by a quarter? Do you realize that basically a year ago Tesla stock was $75? Well, it wasn't. It was $350. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about the split. I forgot about the split. Yeah. Because there was a five-to-one split. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, it it was $350 versus $2,500. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you had invested in Tesla a year ago, $70 a share, uh, now it's worth seven times that amount. Yep. Okay. Oh, shoot. All right. What else we got? Just quick topics. Uh, Pogo is reinstating COVID updates. Yeah. Uh, They're also raising the level cap. That's actually some pretty big news. Uh, Yeah. No, I could actually see that happening in um, people starting to hit the level cap on uh, Harry Potter now. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. I'll give it two or three years. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. The company... Is yeah, Arecibo. Decommissioned. Yep. End of an era. Yep. I got to see it. Yep. I'm sad that I never will. Like I'm looking I'm looking at this picture on here and I'm like, oh yep, there's the uh there's the visitor building and yep, I there's probably we've got pictures of us out on that balcony out in the back. Yep. That was a pain in the butt to find. <laughs> Let me tell you that. Arecibo? Yeah. It it is not easily accessible nope i mean it's it's kind of intentionally out of the way mm-hmm. it is a telescope it is a radio telescope but it is a telescope yep um let's see uh oh the guys who um who do hitman games the hitman series yeah uh is now going to be doing a officially licensed james bond game huh it's the first bond game since goldeneye um no uh the late the last game was 2012 activision did a game called 007 legends oh yeah but no one cared about that one (laughs) the last successful james bond game was goldeneye and this is the these are the guys who did you know hitman so it it i'm very interested in this because i've always been interested in the hitman games uh let's see what else um FCC is pulling some spectrum from the auto industry in order to free up more spectrum for Wi-Fi. Hmm. Didn't the auto industry, like, need that for their their car-to-car communication? Well, this was part of the older car-to-car communications. Now Ah. they're looking at the cellular vehicle-to-everything communication. Oh, right. They were just going to use 5G for it. The millimeter wave, right, is 5G? Uh, no, this is in the, um, where's the spectrum range? Uh, 5.85 to 
1.895 gigahertz for the um, Wi-Fi. Mm. The lower half of the band will be um, set aside for cellular vehicle to everything. So we're talking the upper 5 gigahertz range. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything else we want to talk about? Uh, Google Pay's got a whole bunch of updates, basically taking on every single mobile plat- banking platform, PayPal, Vimo. Venmo, you mean? Venmo. What are they What are they changing? What are they doing? Um, How are they trying to take these things on? Well, there are three tabs. One is pay, so includes peer-to-peer payments as well as your tra- tap-to-pay transaction history explore, where Google will offer deals and discounts, and insights, which will allow you to connect your bank account to your Google Pay to allow you to do financial tracking. Mm, so Mint. Yep. And Google... Uh, out Mint Mint. Google next year will partner with some banks to direct, directly offer fully online checking and savings accounts inside Google Pay. So it still has the basic tap-to-pay app, but then now can um, dig through your emails and use optical character recognition technology to auto-scan and integrate them into your finance tracking. No, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. So like I said, nope, yeah, they're, nope. they're, they're, they're just trying to go literally after everybody at the same time now, it seems. Yeah. Good luck on that. Mm-hmm. But not actually, because I no Google is too big. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, we should probably hit the randos. Sure. <laughs> let's hit the... It's like 1230 for you. Yeah, let's hit the randos. Uh, random review. I secured in the last two weeks... Uh, a logon for Disney Plus and a logon for Hulu. And Hulu was rather timely because just yesterday, Animaniacs dropped the new one, the remake, the reboot, the relaunch of Animaniacs. So what you're saying is it's time for Animaniacs. It is time for Animaniacs. Are they still zany to the max? Well, they claim that they are zany to the max. But, but, so I, I, I have not watched all of it. I've watched a couple episodes. I've watched like six episodes of it so far. There's only like 13 episodes. Um, I don't remember Animaniacs being quite this political. Like, I remember there being political jokes, but not like the purpose of the sketch. There's an entire sketch on gun control. <laughs> okay. Like the entire sketch is a, a, a satire on gun control. I, and I'm not against that. Like, I think we should have gun control. I think that's a good idea. That's not why I watch Animaniacs. And like, I'm glad that they got the original voice artists, but it is 22 years later. Rob Paulson was not a young guy when they first recorded Animaniacs. No, and no, he can, wasn't. <laughs> you can kind of hear that. And like some of the jokes are really good. Some of the jokes I was laughing my ass off. I had to pause the show. And, but other ones are just like falling flat. And well, I do I, have to say I have the entire Animaniacs series on DVD. Yeah. Along with all of the Pinky and the Brain on DVD. Yep. Watching some of that over again, some of it was 
interesting, but some of that stuff, even back then, you know, they're yeah. just trying to, you know, like the Simpsons and like the, the other stuff there, they're just trying to throw a whole bunch of stuff at the wall and see what sticks and see what sticks. See, that's like, I feel like for some of this that they're trying too hard and, and want to be like really self-referential and, and joking. But like, I, I turned to Laura as we were watching it today. I said, I'm enjoying this. This is funny. I'm glad I'm watching it. If I had purchased Hulu to see this, I would be pissed. I could see that. So, I mean, that's the takeaway of my review. Like, if you have Hulu, awesome. Go watch Animaniacs. It's funny. It's cute. If you don't have Hulu, don't buy Hulu solely for Animaniacs. If you want to buy Hulu for various other things and Animaniacs, cool. It's a net positive. Like, it is good. It's just not worth Hulu by itself. Okay. Do they still have, you know, the the good feathers and... Not... Nope. They, they don't have, like, any of the other little skits, um, at least so far, right? I, I'm, like, six episodes in. They all follow the same format. There's a Warner Brothers sketch, a Pinky and the Brain sketch, and a Warner Brothers sketch. Sometimes that first sketch is much longer, and so the, the final one is significantly shorter, Sometimes it's a, a balance of like 50-50 between the two of them. Pinky and the Brain always seems to be about the same length of time um, and is cute. But like, I I don't know that it has aged well. And I don't know if, if calling out its own like abusive tendencies is is good. As I said, it's funny. Like I laughed. There was a whole Pinky and the Brain episode that had to deal with the NSA and Edward Snowden, and that was funny. But like, mm, mm, I don't know, man. I, I, I can't I can't say get Hulu so that you can watch this. I can say if you have Hulu, you should watch this. Okay. I do not have Hulu. So yeah. sh- should I just go back and just go watch the best of. Okay. I mean they've all they've they've made reference to the like Nations of the world versus capitals of the U.S. like three times, maybe twice. I think just twice in six episodes. Okay. Random topic. Random topic. Rolled ahead of time. Wood floor or carpet? Which room? It just says wood floor or carpet. I mean, kitchen, definitely a wood floor or tile. Yeah. Um, I like wood floors with rugs. Does that, is that... That still counts as wood floor. Well, depends on the rug. You know, if you if you get like a like a full size rug with just you know maybe like a, a almost I would call it like a runner on the outside of your you know your wood floor. Yeah, we are wood here, except for the den area where the TV is and one of the rooms in the basement. I have wood in the center of the house, but the front room and the dining room are carpet, which I'm not a huge fan of carpet in a dining room, right? Cause like no. something knocks off the table. Yeah. It, good luck. <laughs> yeah, we have no, carpet in the entire upstairs. And I, I think I'd rather have wood like across the house. I think I'd rather have wood. The oddest thing I ever saw though, was at my grandparents' house up in Traverse city. The downstairs bathroom 
was carpeted. And yeah, that like used a, to be a thing. Not like not, it wasn't even like you know a small fiber carpet. This was like a shag carpet in there. In yeah, the bathroom. which is gross. Is gross. Yeah, that was a thing for a while. Oh yeah, it was a bad idea. But you know, I I like the wood carpet. But you know, I also like it in the TV room where you know I can you know sit down on the floor with Isaac on the carpet and be okay. When Isaac is not feeling good and I have to go up to his room and sit on the wood floor, that, you know, that that was not not pleasant. I feel like I, I've had a bruised tailbone in the past and I feel like I'm, you know, inflaming it again. Well, but but then, as, as I said earlier, get a rug. No, oh, there's a rug in there. There's a there's a Ikea rug of some kind in there, but it's, you know, in the center of the room so he can play with it, not, you know, next to his bed. Well, the nice thing about a rug is you can move it. Yes, I know. I can move the rug if I want to. But I am I'm liking the wood floors until they creak. Granted, I don't know if putting carpet on there would make it any better or not. Yeah, no, I think, yeah, I think carpet in the coat, what I would call the cozy rooms. So your TV room and your bedroom, those would be carpets. Places where, you know, you want, you could snuggle up with a blanket. Yeah. Or like... In a, in a downstairs, like, basement TV. Yes, the basement, yes. That carpet in the basement when you're not on the cold concrete. Yep. Yeah, but no, you that. could put radiant heating below a wood floor in the basement. That takes a lot of work, Dave. <laughs> I, I don't have a finished basement, so it wouldn't take much more work than just, you know, putting in a floor. Yeah, no, I, uh... I, I'm. I would say, yeah, carpet in the cozy rooms. As I'm sitting here on the wood floor wearing socks. That's the other thing. Yeah, are you gonna wear socks the whole time, or do you go sockless? Uh, I have circulation issues in my toes, so even with socks, my feet get cold. Okay. And like, I, in the middle of winter, I need to have like two layers of socks and toe warmers, uh, or I stop feeling several of my toes. That would be bad. Yeah. Uh, right now, here in in my house, where it is currently temperature controlled to be like 68 degrees, uh, I have heat trappers on right now, which are like the really big, thick socks. Oh, the, the, I wear those um, when I go curling, so. Yep, that's what I'm wearing right now. Okay. And then I have my moccasins somewhere around here. Right there. I have moccasins. And they are like fleece lined on the inside, so they're nice and fluffy and warm. So that's uh, that's what I got. Yeah. Now, if you excuse me, I'm gonna go up. You're going to bed. To, yeah, I'm gonna go up to my bed. Yeah. One of my cozy sleep, rooms. So uh, that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. <laughs>